I'm Trish. And I'm Thaddeus, and you're listening to the Fallen Short Podcast. Jesus replied, The scriptures say you must worship the Lord your God and serve only him. Again, Jesus responded, The scriptures also say you must not test the Lord your God. Now, I'm leaving out a bunch here, but what we're going to be talking about this week is temptation. And so those responses from Jesus, I'm reading from Luke 4, it's about uh, the temptation of Jesus. So I'll now read you the whole thing, okay, before we get into this whole subject. So starting in verse 1 of Luke 4, Then Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan River. He was led by the Spirit in the wilderness, where he was tempted by the devil for 40 days. Jesus ate nothing all that time and became very hungry. Then the devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, tell this stone to become a loaf of bread. But Jesus told him, No, the scriptures say people do not live by bread alone. Then the devil took him up and revealed to him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. I will give you the glory of these kingdoms and authority over them, the devil said, because they are mine to give to anyone I please. I will give it all to you if you will worship me. Jesus replied, The scriptures say you must worship the Lord your God and serve only him. Then the devil took him to Jerusalem, to the highest point of the temple, and said, If you are the Son of God, jump off. For the scriptures say, He will order his angels to protect and guard you, and they will hold you up with their hands. so You won't even hurt your foot on a stone. Jesus responded, The scriptures also say, You must not test the Lord your God. The devil had finished tempting Jesus. He left him until the next opportunity came. As we get into the subject of temptation, you know, Jesus three times there, you know, and it, it said that the devil is tempting him for 40 days. But in those three times where, he, you know, he's able to rebuke him. But that third time where the devil's like, oh, he's just using scripture to, to, re, to rebuttal me, right? So I'm going to use scripture to make my point. And he, you know, says, for the scriptures say, he will order his angels to protect and guard you and they'll hold up your hands so you won't even inherit your foot on a stone. Like, the devil's like, oh, so he's using scripture to to rebuttal me. So I'm going to use scripture here and see what happens, right? And Jesus still is like, yeah, but it says, don't tempt the Lord your God. So Hebrews 4, 14 through 16 goes on to say, so then, since we have a great high priest who has entered heaven, Jesus, the Son of God. Let us hold firmly to what we believe. This high priest of ours understands our weaknesses, for he faced all the same testings we do, yet he did not sin. So let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. There we will receive his mercy, and we will find grace to help us when we need it the most. The really cool thing about Jesus being tempted by the devil And withstanding the devil and using scripture to withstand the devil is it helped Jesus to understand and experience temptation. And what Hebrews 4 is saying is that because of the temptations Jesus went through, he understands our weaknesses. And because of that, 
we are able to boldly, courageously, fearlessly, with confidence, go before God to the throne of grace and ask for help when we need it the most. And when the disciples asked Jesus how to pray, his response was the Lord's Prayer. And in the Lord's Prayer, Jesus demonstrates to ask God to be led not into temptation, but to be delivered from evil. And so when we are feeling tempted and we are feeling the desires of the world and we're feeling like our human nature, our sin nature wants to overtake us, and we're battling that because we all have that sin nature. We all have that desire to live for ourselves instead of God. That's who, that's part of us. No matter how long we've been a Christian, we all experience that. We all experience sinful desires. But here's the thing. Jesus teaches us to pray, and we can do it with boldness because of what the Word of God says, that Jesus was tempted, and because of that, he understands our weakness. So we can go with boldness before the throne of grace, and we can ask God to help us to not be led into temptation, but ask God to deliver us from the evil one. And just a little clarification, I understand that some of you might not have been Christians a long time, or maybe you're not even there yet, and that's totally fine. We want people who are contemplating the faith to listen to our podcast. But when we use the word temptation, basically what we're meaning is an invitation to sin. It doesn't mean that you've sinned yet. Temptation is more the contemplation of sin. Temptation is more really wanting to do something wrong. And in temptation itself is not inherently wrong. Temptation is something we all face and that is not a bad thing, but it's how we respond to this temptation that makes it a sin. But temptation itself is not sin, just to clarify that. We all feel tempted in various ways. And and the devil will try to guilt you for that, for and, sure. And it doesn't matter. Trish is talking, you know, you may or not be a Christian or maybe you're a new Christian versus someone who's been a Christian for a long time. It doesn't matter. It says in 1 Corinthians 10 that the temptations in your life are no different from what others experience. Right. So it, it doesn't matter. Um, it says, and God is faithful. He will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand or more than you can handle. This is like another version. Um, when you are tempted, he will show you a way out so that you can endure. So like Trish was saying, it's a, it's a presentation of sin. And that's the, it's the beauty of life that God has given us is we have a free will to make decisions right? And sometimes temptations present themselves and it's our own free will of what we're going to choose to do, whether we're going to turn away from it or whether we're going to indulge. And if we indulge, hopefully we learn from that mistake and forward so that we can turn away from it the next time. But there's so many different temptations. I mean, all around from basic things of, of, should I or, or shouldn't I have dessert after dinner? You know, I ate a lot. Should I have some more? That's a temptation. I mean, it's it's not necessarily something you think about as a sin, but it is a temptation. Yeah, the gluttony is a sin. And we don't really talk about that much in the church, right? But Especially not in America. Not in an American church, for sure. But it is a sin. It, And anytime we give in to our flesh over what God is telling us to do, it's sin. 
Right. And and it can go a lot further than that. It can be the temptation to, uh, you know, we think of lust a lot as Christians and the American church a lot of how it's so bad and, you know, we shouldn't be lusting after um, people, right? And lust in and of itself, it's almost like you could think of it as a three-step process. There's the temptation, there's the lust, and then there's maybe an affair or adultery or something along those lines, right? In the way that the world views things, right? Lust is a sin, right? It's But that before the lust is you having this thought of what am I going to do about this, right? And you choose whether you're going to lust. It doesn't have to be even in a... Uh, lusting after a person it could be lusting after a physical object not not saying in a sexual way but in a oh i really want that Mm -hmm. right um but like envy envy yeah that or jealousy any of those things where they can be sins but it's like we have to categorize in a way of like jealousy i think we get wrapped up in like a Oh, I'm jealous of this person. No, no, no. You're feeling like you could be jealous. What are you going to do about it? Right? Are you going to fall further in and like really indulge yourself in thinking about that and being jealous of it? Or are you going to turn away from it? Right. And it's never the initial thought that's wrong. It's never, wow, I like that they got that new vehicle. That's wrong. That's fine. But it's the... And that's okay. That initial thought is always okay. Or to notice somebody's attractive is okay. You're human. (laughs) You hopefully are going to be attracted to other humans and to earthly desires. That's just how we're created. But what happens is is the the continuation of the thoughts. It's the the desiring evil to happen to somebody because you want what they have or they have something more than you. It's the thinking about somebody in a lustful way, like Thaddeus was saying earlier, it's the going beyond the initial thoughts that's more what the temptation becomes a sin. Right. So, I mean, when the devil was tempting Jesus, right, and it talks about he'd been out there in the wilderness, right, and he'd been tempting him for 40 days. He hadn't eaten or drank anything, right? So he's essentially starving, right? Mm -hmm. And that first thing we talked about was, you know, hey, why don't you just turn the stone into some bread, right? It was the offer. And whether or not Jesus thought of that before, right, of like, I could just, you know, I could just have some food here if I wanted to, right? I could. Totally. He totally could have. You know. He he turned water into wine. He multiplied the loaves and the fishes. If Jesus wanted to eat the 40 days, he could have ate. But he was putting his body in submission to God. Right. So, but it was the, so not even just the devil tempting him. And, you know, whether, you know, his thoughts previous to that, if you want to say it was the devil tempting him or not, or just those interactions was the devil tempting him, right? Regardless, he was tempted, I'm sure, along the way of like, oh, I could just do that, right? Why don't I just do that? But then he resisted that urge, right? He decided to, no, I'm not going to, and I'm going to turn away from doing that, even without those conversations that we read. Right. The Bible says, resist the devil and he will flee from you. So it's just taking that moment to resist like Jesus did. Right. And I know... it wasn't the first time he left. It was the third. Right. And so what I 
I said from First Corinthians ten earlier, the the last part of what I read about he will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand either, right? Mm-hmm. So there's all these different temptations in the world, you know, basic small things of you know, like food. You know, I don't know what the scale is for you personally, but you know, the food, lust, jealousy, envy, murder, uh anything right every there's just temptation right but you're not going to have something that's more than you can stand Mm -hmm. you always have the ability to be able to withstand that right and turn away and honestly the the biggest tool you have is god and his word right right so what we've been talking about these past few episodes about getting into the word of God and really, you know, diving in, using it as a tool that comes into play in temptation, right? I mean, if you're, you're constantly, you're getting tempted you're going to get tempted every day, more than likely by something, whether it's big or small, right? If you're awake, alive and breathing, you're probably going to be tempted. And, it's, I'm not saying in those small moments, uh, oh, I got to pull out my Bible, I got to refine something or whatever, right? That's, that's not what we're saying because we're talking about getting into the word of God on a regular basis. And so you have that tool that, yes, you could pull open the Bible and look for scripture and look for something to help you. But if you are truly diving in on a regular basis, that tool is getting ingrained into your mind, Right so that you have things to recall. Maybe you can't quote it, but you've read it, and so you kind of know, like, okay, yeah, that's right. Right, and maybe you're listening to this, and you're like, is this even a sin, what I'm doing? A sin is when you know something's wrong, and you do it anyways. So if you're doing, going about life, and you don't really realize what you're doing is a sin, because you do not have a conviction from the Holy Spirit about it, Maybe it's eating that extra donut. Maybe you're, you don't have a conviction. Maybe it's drinking a glass of wine. I don't know what it is for each person. Where so, To me, it might be a sin because the conviction of I have with the Holy Spirit is maybe I'm not supposed to listen to certain kind of music or watch certain kinds of movies. But maybe I can hang out with my friend who does not have that similar conviction. So to me, it might be a sin. And to that person, it's not a sin, which is very interesting tension to live in and how do I take the conviction that I have and not make it my friend's condemnation, but instead use that conviction that I have to help hone my faith and hone my relationship with the Lord and something that draws me closer because I am walking in obedience, but I can't expect to take my conviction and just beat somebody else over the head with it and expect that they feel that as a conviction when it wouldn't be a conviction to them, it would be a condemnation because it is not something that God is giving them direction to do. I can share my story and my obedience with a friend and maybe it would inspire them or maybe God would work on their heart in a unique way because that's what the Holy Spirit does. He uses other people's testimonies to help bring freedom to other people. But it's not my place to tell somebody that something like that, that is a Holy Spirit conviction is is wrong. However, there are straight up sins So Mark 7, I'm just going to start in verse 17. I was contemplating where to start, but I'm going to go 17. 
says, Then Jesus went into a house to get away from the crowd, and the disciples asked him what they meant by the parable he had just used. Don't you understand either, he asked? Can't you see that the food you put into your body cannot defile you? Food doesn't go into your heart, but only passes through the stomach and then goes out into the sewer. By saying this, he declared that every kind of food is acceptable in God's eyes. And then he added, It is what comes from inside that defiles you. From within, out of a person's heart, comes evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, greed, wickedness, deceit, lustful desires, envy, slander, pride, and foolishness. All these vile things come from within. They are what defiles you. I will say this too. I think with girls in the purity culture and all of that and girls leading guys into quote unquote temptation, I think guys also need to have self-control. It's a two-way street here we're talking about, but I'm talking about for a girl. I know when I've gone throughout my life, when I put a shirt on or I'm wearing something specifically to be sexual versus when I'm putting something on and maybe (laughs) something happens like my shirt rides low or maybe I don't realize that I'm wearing leggings that are see-through. Hello, who remembers when leggings were see-through? Eh, back years ago. But it wasn't to be tempting. It wasn't a sexual immorality. It was just a like lack of knowledge type thing. I didn't realize it was happening in that moment versus when I've had that evil intent, not evil intent in my heart, but yeah, you could say evil intent in my heart, that temptation that became a sin to do something that was not maybe appropriate, if that makes sense. And even just going back to what Trish was reading about, you know, they're asking about food because in the Old Testament and everything, you know, they, and even today, you know, there's religion where they don't eat pork, right? It's, it's unclean. So, you know, there's people that won't eat pig at all, right? They're not going to eat pork or bacon or ham or anything like that, right? And so that's the, even, you know, yes, if you eat too much of it, it could make you sick, right? Just like anything else, right? You know, it's not what you're putting in, right? That's making you, um, that's defiling you necessarily. It's what comes out of you. That being said, again, you put too much of it in, you know, it's going to make you sick. You put too much of worldly things into your life what's going to come out of you is going to be a reflection of that, right? If you're, if you're not holding true to God's word. So me personally, I know I can watch movies that are rated R, right? And I don't feel affected. Like the violence doesn't bother me. The swearing, I shouldn't say it doesn't bother me, but it's not something where it's like, I'm putting this in and now I'm going to go, you know, do what they're doing. I'm not convicted by it. Now, something that's rated like that and you know it's overly sexualized and things like that I don't feel comfortable with it it's not something in my spirit that I feel is good for me growing up you know guys just like Trish is talking about girls and wearing things and whatever you know well part of the of the problem is guys have looked at girls in such a way that guys have projected that on women right and so 
growing up and having temptations, quote unquote, reading, you know, being told over and over again, you know, like, oh, don't do this, don't do that because of this. You know, it, it is true to an extent. And I struggled with things myself with lust. And and so I would rather not, you know, if it's an overly sexualized movie, it's going to make me a little uncomfortable, right? You know, try to turn away, right? Versus a rated R movie because of language or violence, it's not a conviction. But if I'm with someone and they're convicted about it, I'm not going to force them to watch that movie or listen to that music or, you know, go to a, uh, like a bar or whatever, right? Like if, if there's an issue for someone else and it's not an issue for me, I can't expect them to be in the same position as myself. And then I just want to add this in real fast too. In our culture, it is telling us you do you and be the best version of yourself and become self-actualized and you are born this way, et cetera, et cetera. Yes, we agree with all that. We were born this way. We are sinful creatures. We are sinful humans. We all fall short of the glory of God. But our desire as believers is to become more like Christ. And so I hear people use, uh, I was born this way or I'm just trying to be the best me I can be as a justification for sin. And I think that needs to be something we examine in our heart when we use that as our justification for sin. God is full of grace, but I don't think God is grace is to for you to go out and just I was born this way, so I'm going to do this and whatever, right? God's grace is there for you, so when you do screw up, he's going to forgive you and love you and give you that opportunity to come back to him. Right? He's not just be like you screwed up, see you later. Right. So it's not a, his grace isn't there for you to do whatever you want. Right. It's there to, you know, I'm still here for you. He's, he's our father. Right. He's, he's going to be there for you to come back. He wants to see good in you. Right. And so we, it could be a whole nother episode about, you know, what certain churches teach about grace or whatever, you know, and we could go way, way down the rabbit hole. Anyways, this was fun to talk about and just add another dimension to the importance of getting into the word of God. And I hope that you guys are really encouraged to just open up the Bible, get in it, dig deep. I know myself personally, I've been reading through Hebrews and that's where some of this inspiration has come from. But I hope that, this blesses you, and if it blesses you, I I would be honored if you would share this with a friend or family member that might be also blessed by it. If you have any prayer requests or have any topical ideas for us or any content you want us to mush through more, send an email to us at fallenshortpodcast. Info at fallenshortpodcast.com. Info at fallenshortpodcast.com. Until next time, I am Trish. I'm Thaddeus. And we love you guys.